podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello, Happy New Year and welcome to the Dream Team Professor Podcast. In this first episode of 2023, we're going to be looking at all the top point scorers and key talking points from the Game Week 16 Match Day 1 fixtures. Before we get started, if you're not subscribed to the YouTube channel already, please do subscribe to the channel for more regular Sun Dream Team content. We will start with Liverpool versus Leicester. Um, and this finished 2-1 to Liverpool, but not without some help from uh, Vout Face of Leicester, who scored two own goals in this game and two shocking own goals as well. And star man went to Thiago. Uh, he got 7.9 rating. Um, but yeah, the key talking point really was those two own goals from Face, uh, the Leicester centre-back. Um, so you actually ended up with Trent and Darwin Nunes both getting assist points for these own goals. Um, which were just so terrible. So Trent tried to put a cross in, um, Voutface tried to clear it, and it completely lobbed Danny Ward for one of them. And then the other was a Darwin Nunes shot that came off the post, and Voutface was just running towards it and ran it into his own goal. Um, looked like something terrible for FIFA. Um, but yeah, two own goals for him. The first goal for Leicester, though, was scored by Dewsbury Hall, um, which was quite a good move, actually. So he got eight points and a 7.2 rating. And it was Dakar that got the assist for that one. He finished on a 6.8. But he did get taken off injured and was replaced by Jamie Vardy. Um, so we might see Vardy starting more games um, in the near future. Although I do think he still probably will get rotated with Iniacho. Um, just with his age now, I just don't know if he can sort of play um, two, two, three games in quick succession like they're coming at the minute. So, yeah, I think there'll be plenty of rotation there still. Um, so, yeah, the assist points and a rating for Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, Darwin Nunes, he got a rating and an assist for the own goal. And it was another chaotic game for Darwin Nunes. He was absolutely everywhere, just like the previous game. Um, involved in everything, all of the build-up. But again, just so many misses for him. Um, he's such a strange player, a Marmite player. Some, some are saying how brilliant he's been and others are saying how frustrated he's, uh, how frustrating he's been. So, yeah, I'm a little bit in the middle. Um, I wouldn't select him for my team at the minute, but I do think at any moment he could explode and start scoring plenty of goals. So it's going to be fascinating to watch, but I think while there's players like Rashford um, and some other less premium strikers that are doing well, I don't think I'd touch him for the moment, but I do think he's going to go on to score a lot of goals. Um, you had Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain actually started his second game in a row, um, but I don't think, he got 6.8 rating as well, but I just don't think that's going to be something we see a lot of now that Cody Gakpo is eligible to play his first game um, in the next fixture, which is tomorrow against Brentford. Um, so, yeah, I don't think the Ox is going to get that many more opportunities, to be honest. Um, another thing to note, though, you had um, Robertson. Um, he didn't get any points, but one thing to note, he went off injured. Um, when it happened, I thought straight away the first thing that came into my mind was, OK, this could be a good chance to get Simakas in your side again. But I read some sort of interview after and it looks like Klopp said that it wasn't that um, concerning and that Harvey Elliott actually injured him in the warm-up. He said it was kind of like a dead leg or a knee to the hip um, and he didn't think it was going to keep Robertson out for very long. So we'll keep an eye on it. But when, it, when it's looking at that Liverpool defence, it's not looking good. They keep conceding chances. They keep conceding goals. And I had a look and they've got one clean sheet in their last five games. And that one game was against Derby County in the Cup. So really that Liverpool defence isn't looking great at the moment. Although they have got some good fixtures coming up. 
the only other person that I, I took some notes on was um, Harvey Barnes because he looked like he was going to be a really good player to target coming back from the restart. But now that's um, three games that he's played and three blanks for him. So, yeah, not a person that I'll be choosing because he's fairly expensive in the game as well. Then we had Wolves versus Manchester United. Um, so this finished 1-0 to Man United. And the star man was Bruno Fernandes with a 7.4 rating and an assist. Um, probably the key talking point surrounding this game in the build-up really was that Rashford was left out or put on the bench, which was a big surprise. And it turned out that it was a disciplinary um, thing from Ten Hag and he turned up late to a team meeting in the morning. I think he said after in an interview, Rashford said that he had overslept. Um, so he was punished, but only for the first half. So I think that it was Garnacho started in his place, but actually Rashford ended up coming on um, at half time anyway and he actually did change the game for Man United so um, he got one goal which was assisted by Bruno Fernandes and he actually also had another goal which was quite harshly disallowed it is the rules it bounced up and hit his arm um, but he could have had two goals and that would have been a brilliant return for him and um, he actually finished on seven point a uh, 7.4 rating the same as Bruno Fernandes um, but Bruno Fernandes came away with the uh, star man award in this one so 10 points for him and seven points for Rashford. Um, there was ratings and clean like clean sheet points, obviously, for all the Man United starting defence. But another talking point from this was that Luke Shaw started again at centre-back. So I think they had Lindelof and Harry Maguire both on the bench. But Shaw is getting picked ahead of both of these at centre-back, which has got to be quite frustrating for Maguire and Lindelof. I think they both came back from illness recently, but... Rio Ferdinand was sort of saying on, on BT that really if they're good, fit enough to be on the bench, they should be fit enough to play. But Shaw done well, um, obviously got a rating as well, and that's two clean sheets that he's got um, by playing at centre-back. So pretty impressive, really. Um, but he did sort of compliment that Varane was helping him through the game quite a bit. Um, so Maguire actually came on as a sub and got the clean sheet points as well. So not the end of the world if you did have him. Um, and David De Gea is obviously doing well as well. So two clean sheets. He got eight points in this one because he got the rating. He had a really good save right at the end, actually. Um, I think it was from a corner. Uh, and one other thing um, to note as well, the Bravka has just been recalled by Newcastle. Um, and I was concerned about having David De Gea that he wouldn't play this EFL Cup game because the Dubravka played the last EFL Cup game. But now, actually, I'm not sure, too sure who Man United's third choice keeper might be. But I think now they're getting into the later stages of the EFL Cup. Maybe David De Gea will get that game. I think it might be against Charlton. Um, so, yeah, that's another thing to keep an eye out for. Um, the only player from Wolves that got any points at all was Jose Sarr. Uh, three points for him and a 7.4 rating. And the only thing that I had really to note from Wolves is that I did think that their fullbacks did look good in this game. And they were quite attacking as well. And the commentator was really picking out that... Um, the fullbacks and wingbacks under this new manager were quite an attacking part of the team. So Semedo could still be an option. Um, on the other side, I think they started with Bueno again. Um, but Semedo, from what I watched, he did look quite good in the game. Um, but the fixtures aren't great at the moment for Wolves. So it might be one for a bit later on. 
And that win then takes uh, Man United to five wins in a row. And they've also got three clean sheets in a row. So if you have got Man United defenders or David De Gea, it's been a really good opportunity to gain some points on people. Then going to Man City 1, Everton 1. Man City have lost um, points on Arsenal now in the title race. 1-1 um, in this game. And it was Mares that got the star man 10 points and an assist for him. Um, he's been pretty good lately. So from he's had 21 points from his last three games. He's had a goal, an assist and a star man and free ratings and he's actually started all three games as well so obviously there's a lot of rotation usually under Pep Guardiola but it looks like Riyad Mahrez really is in form at the minute um, and one thing that's quite concerning and surprising really is that there's been no clean sheets for Man City in their last four games uh, their last clean sheet actually came um, against Chelsea in the cup um, which is quite funny because they now go on to play Chelsea twice in a row so that could be a good omen for them keeping clean sheets, but they just really haven't looked that good at the back at the moment. Um, surprise, surprise, Haaland got another goal. Uh, finished on four points because he got a yellow card in this game. There's actually some really funny moments with him. Um, he's having a real big battle with Godfrey. Uh, there's a, there was a time where I think um, Godfrey knocked him over or put a few hard tackles on him, and Haaland was really sort of geeing up the crowd and sort of, trying to get in Godfrey's head a little bit, but it was quite quite a good battle. It ended up with Haaland scoring, and I think he celebrated a little bit in Godfrey's face, but it's quite fun to see. But only four points for him, which is quite a small return for Haaland, really, in the grand scheme of things, but I think we can let him off for one game. And you had Kevin De Bruyne, only got the two points in this game. Uh, you did have Alvarez um, came on as a sub, and one thing to note on him, because he's just come back from the World Cup, obviously, um, but before the World Cup, He'd scored 33 points and got three goals and two assists in the last four games running up to the World Cup. So with Man City having quite a few fixtures come in thick and fast, they might want to try and keep Haaland fresh. There might be a bit of rotation. So Alvarez could potentially become an option again um, as that sort of third striker spot. But now City are sort of uh, trailing in the title race. I don't know if they can really afford to be resting Haaland. We'll have to wait and see, but surely he can't play every game. Um, and then other things to note from this game then, so you had um, Cancelo, he didn't start in this game and he hasn't started his last three. Um, it's been quite strange actually, so I was looking back to try and figure out what what reason there is for not having Cancelo start. And he's actually started only one game in his last five after being sent off against Fulham. So I don't know if that has got anything to do with it. Um, but also I found it quite strange that he ended up losing his place for Portugal as well. So unless there might be something going on behind the scenes or his attitude isn't quite quite good at the moment. I'm, I'm not too sure. We are just guessing. But it's quite strange because Cancelo was the sort of one now defender in this uh, City team. You also had Kyle Walker and Phil Foden benched again. Foden did come on as a sub and he did look quite dangerous for the, for the few minutes that he was on. Um, but again, it's just really quite strange that he's leaving out some of these really key players but on the other side of that Cancelo getting left out Akanji and Ake now have started the last three games so if you were looking to bring in a City defender probably Akanji or Ake are the ones to go for I think Stones has played two of those last three but he is quite a bit more expensive than Ake and Akanji you've got Akanji at 3.9 and Ake at 3.5 who have started the last three so I think those two would be the two that you go for whether or not you go for it against Chelsea, I'm not too sure. But Chelsea aren't looking great at the moment. So I potentially think there could be at least one clean sheet out of those two fixtures. 
And then from Everton, really, there wasn't too much in the way of points. Um, Tarkowski got a rating. He got seven, so two points. Um, he had Adrissa Gay got an assist. And Damari Gray just scored a, a mental goal, really, from really far out. Um, goal of the season contender, potentially. Um, so that was a really good finish. But, yeah, quite a surprise that they got back into it. But they did look pretty good. They they were battling hard, Everton. And, so yeah, it's just a shame they lost well, lost that last game. I think it was against Wolves, wasn't it? But, yeah, they, they've done well in this hard fixture, but they really let the last fixture slip. So maybe they've turned a corner. We'll have to wait and see. So then I'll go to Brighton versus Arsenal. And this was a nice way to spend my New Year's Eve watching Arsenal top of the table with a 4-2 win against Brighton but it did get a bit shaky at the end so 4-2 it finished and Erdegaard was the star man he got uh, 15 points and he's up to 3.2 million at the moment he got an, he got a goal and an assist in this game um, the goal was good but you have to watch the assist if you haven't um, he, he just knows where everyone is going to be on the pitch um, it was a really nice pass to Martinelli and it looked like Martinelli was going to pass it across goal for, to Saka for the tap-in, but he went for it himself. Um, quite glad because Odegaard ends up with the assist points then. So 15 points for him and 8.5 rating. Um, he's actually on seven goals and five assists so far with five star man awards. And he actually finished last season with seven goals, five assists. So he has just equaled his um, attacking returns for last season, but what, we're only in, on the 1st of January. So... Yeah, this is going to be his best return for attacking contributions, I would hope. Um, and then Saka, so he's 4.4 million now. He's got an early goal. I think it was well, it's, uh, the second, it's gone down as the second minute. Um, so a really great start in a game that I was quite nervous about, to be honest. Um, so he got a goal in this game. Um, he did get a booking as well, though, and that's added him to the, uh, the club of four bookings. So he's one away from being suspended, which is... Uh, Quite worrying, but he isn't one of these players that's sort of known for racking up the yellows. So hopefully we can get through this period of tough games and he won't get suspended. Um, so just on to Saka as well. So Saka and Erdegaard now are the second and third highest scoring midfielders in all of Dream Team. So it really is looking good for these Arsenal attacking and midfield players at the moment. You had Eddie Nketiah. Um, so he's 2.6 million. Um, just gone up from the price increases, but he's obviously up front now. Gabriel Jesus is injured and he's got two goals in two games now. So it was a tap in um, and I find it quite strange, actually. So obviously he scored two in two, but this game, he wasn't really that involved, to be honest with you. But he scored a tap in, rebounded off uh, Sanchez. And it just makes me laugh that Eddie Nketiah wasn't really that involved in this game at all, but he scored a tap in. So we're not speaking about him. Whereas Darwin Nunes the other day, the whole game revolved around him. He was all action, involved in everything. Because he didn't get that goal, we're doubting him. So, yeah, it's fine lines in football, isn't it? Um, but 2.6 million, he's been a real bargain at the moment. Um, and then Martinelli, so he's a little bit more expensive. But he had a really great game as well. And he had really good link up with Erdegaard. Um, Martinelli's up to seven goals and two assists now too. Um, so all of these Arsenal players, Erdegaard, Saka, Martinelli, and now even Eddie Nketiah are all chipping in with goals. So I don't really feel like we're missing Gabriel Jesus's goals at the moment, but it's all the other stuff that he does that could be a problem. Um, from the Arsenal defence, you had White and Zinchenko. Um, they both got ratings in this game, so both got two points each, which is quite strange considering we conceded two goals. But actually, 
the real reason we conceded these two goals probably was because they went off. He had Tommy Asu and Kieran Tierney came on, and basically that's when Brighton scored both of their goals. Um, but it was Matoma that got one of the Brighton goals, and he was class all game. For 1.8 million, uh, he looks a real bargain. It does take up one of those midfield slots, but quite honestly, I wish I'd maybe have gone for Matoma instead of Estepinion. Um, I had Estepinion in a couple of my teams, and he finished with minus three points. So, yeah, not great there. Um, but, yeah, keep an eye on Matoma, because he looked really good. He had one goal, and he could have had another goal. It, he scored again, and it was just disallowed um by var but it was really quite close um gross got an assist and the other goal was scored by ferguson who i wasn't that familiar with i think he might have been a youth player coming through but yeah it went to it went to 4-2 it could have even been 4-3 if that um disallowed goal had stood and then it really would have been shaky but arsenal got the win and they've extended their lead at the top then we had newcastle versus leeds uh, this one finished nil-nil, and it was Meslier in goal that got the star man. Uh, 12 points and an 8 rating for him. Um, and he's only 1.3 million, um, which is a real bargain. Um, I had a little look at this as well, because obviously Leeds aren't historically that good at keeping clean sheets, really. But their next few fixtures, West Ham, Cardiff, Aston Villa, Brentford and Nottingham Forest. So some really good fixtures there. If they can keep a few clean sheets... 1.3 million could be a really good option if you're looking for a budget keeper. You had Kieran Trippier. Um, he actually was so close again to getting the Star Man Award. So Trippier finished on a 7.9 and Meslier finished on an 8. So again, it was really close. Just 0.1 off getting the Star Man. But again, he's got to let other people have a go. He just keeps getting Star Man and it's only fair that he gives it to a few other people. So Meslier got the Star Man, but Trippier was very close. Um... One thing to note though, so Trippier and Cher are both on yellow cards now, sorry, four yellow cards. So both of them could be at risk of getting suspended. Um, a lot of people have got Newcastle um, blocks, double ups, even sort of free players. So yeah, it's, uh, I've got two myself and one is Cher and one is Trippier. So I'd be pretty gutted if I ended up with one or two of them getting suspended. But hopefully, if, if it does happen, um, it might only just be one. Um, you had Almiron. So he blanked in this game, finished with no points. But I think we can let him off because he has been doing really well lately. Um, Wilson didn't start the game. I think he was ill recently. So um, Wood started this game in place of him. But Wilson did come on. He ended up getting a yellow card, though, and no points. Just a minus one for him. Bruno Gamares, he got two points. He's been ticking along quite nicely, so a seven rating for him. Um, and then another person I've taken a note down for, from Leeds, actually, with that good run coming up, is Strick. Uh, 1.7 million in defence. But he's Leeds' second highest scoring player, um, and he got a rating in this game. But actually, he is the highest scoring player that's under 2 million. Um, he's got an average rating of 2.6 per game and 41 points in total. So if you really are looking for um, like a budget player, obviously I mentioned uh, Matoma, who could be a good option actually, but um, Strick has actually got the most points for a player that's under 2 million. So it could be something to look at. Um, and if we are really looking at budget players as well, I just noticed that um, I think it's Robin Cock at um, 0.5 million. We, yeah, 0.5 million has started the last three games for uh, Leeds. So if you're looking for a real budget player that does play regularly, 
Um, Cock at 0.5 million. They started the last three games, but he only has two points all season. So you really have got to be banking on them keeping some clean sheets in these next few fixtures. I'm not too sure if I would do it, but if you've got a perfect team in mind and you just need the cheapest possible player in, I think he could be the best you could get for that price, 0.5 million. Um, so after this game, you've got Newcastle actually playing against Arsenal at the Emirates next. So I'll be interested to know who you think is going to win that game because, yeah, that's another one that I'd highlighted that potentially could derail um, Arsenal's good form at the minute. I'm starting to build confidence up. But I still don't think we'll do it, but this Newcastle game, I'm feeling a bit more confident about it now and I think at this time I would probably take a draw. Then this is a game that we probably don't have that many players picking players from these two teams but you had the star man was Elise um, in this Bournemouth versus Palace game it finished 2-0 to Palace um, Elise got 12 points he got two assists in this game which was quite impressive and 8.4 rating and you had Ayu got one goal and Eze got the other you had Zaha who got a rating but he didn't get any goal involvements in this game but just one thing that I noted, I don't think they're worth picking at this time. But Elise and Eze are doing a pretty good job of contributing towards the goals. Obviously, it's been quite heavily Zaha over the past few seasons. But Elise's got one goal, four assists. And Eze's got three goals, three assists. Um, both young players, so they might start chipping in in the future for them. Um, but yeah, again, not really any players that would interest me here in this uh, Palace-Bournemouth game. Then we had Fulham versus Southampton. Uh, finished 2-1 to Fulham. You had Pereira, uh, Pereira got an assist for a James Ward-Prowse own goal. But James Ward-Prowse actually ended up scoring in the right goal. And it was another stunning free kick from him. What a free kick taker. Uh, and I found this on Twitter actually. So I've, I've included his handle here. But there's a guy called Statman Dave on Twitter. At Statman Dave. Um, he produced a stat that James Ward-Prowse has now scored 15 goals direct from free kicks in the Premier League. Only David Beckham has more than him with 18, which is uh, pretty impressive. And I think Walprouse is easily going to beat that record by by the end of his career. So as long as he stays in the Premier League, that is. But other than that, uh, Mitrovic, he had a penalty miss in this game. So minus three points for him. And Bazunu finished with two points um, for saving that penalty. Um, but other than that, you had Polinia was the guy that got the um, the star man in this one. It was his goal and an 8.4 rating. We had Spurs nil, Aston Villa 2. And Douglas Louise got the star man in this game with a goal and an 8.2 rating. But that is a really disappointing loss for Spurs at home to Villa. And Unai Emery's been doing a good job really so far. Um, they did lose against Leicester in the last uh, against Liverpool, sorry, in the last game, but they did give it a good go. But yeah, they've come and got a two-nil win at Spurs, and it's looking quite concerning for them at the minute. Um, Buendia got a goal. McGinn and Ollie Watkins got the assists in this game. Um, Emmy Martinez is back in training for Aston Villa, but it was Olsen that started this game, so maybe we'll see Martinez back um, in the next one. But clean sheet points for all of the Villa players and lots of minuses for the for the Spurs players. And even more so because they gave away a lot of yellow cards as well. So yeah, Davis, Langley, um, Romero got a yellow and he's he back from the World Cup. But he looked like he was quite lucky not to get sent off, to be honest. Um, and he had Basuma as well picking up a yellow card. It was a rare blank for Harry Kane. 
and a not so rare blank at the moment for Son. Um, we mentioned that he said that his uh, mask had been getting on his nerves in the World Cup and it could have been affecting his performances and he took it off and threw it on the ground during this game but that still didn't help. No returns for him, no returns for Kane and yeah it's just a bit of a tough time for Spurs at the minute so Kulisevsky didn't start you had Brian Gill start this game in his place and not quite sure why he missed this one he did go to the did go to the ground go into the stadium like he looked like he was going to play but then wasn't involved in the squad so maybe it was illness or a knock um, I haven't seen anything about it actually at the moment but yeah it's concerning for Spurs and I just think that if Conte isn't backed with players in January I wouldn't be surprised if he walks. He's got a bit of a reputation for doing that and things aren't going well at the minute. So yeah, disappointing disappointing loss for Spurs, but good for Villa and Emery. Then the last game of the day was Nottingham Forest versus Chelsea. Um, and it was Willy Bolly that got the star man in this game. So 10 points for him. He got an assist for a Serge Aurea goal. And the other goal was scored by Raheem Sterling. So he's 4.3 million at the minute. Um, he got 6.9 rating in this one, so he was unlucky not to get the rating points as well. Um, but I've got him down as having 6 goals and 3 assists now in total, and 10 points in his last 2 games for Sterling. So he's looking much better, and like I said, they, they seem like they were playing um, like a 4-3-3 again, and he looks much more comfortable in that sort of role. And actually, talking about that, you had Cucurella playing at left-back. Um, he looked better as well again, so 3 points for him and a rating. But still another disappointing um, game for Chelsea really dropping points when they really could have capitalised on some other um, favourable results. So yeah, and quite a lot of people that aren't very happy with uh, Graham Potter at the minute, but I just think he needs time to get this Chelsea team firing and no doubt they're going to probably spend quite a lot of money in January. Um, other things to note though, um, so Chelsea go on now to face City twice in a row, um, Kepa he got three points here and a rating, but I don't know whether I'd back this Chelsea defence ahead of two games against Man City. Um, a quiet game for Mason Mount, so he's had some good games recently, and so has Havertz, but both of those guys finished with a, with a zero, so yeah, it's not looking great. Um, Havertz did look like he got an assist, actually, for the Sterling goal, but it actually came off a Forest player in the end, so no assist points for him. So moving on to my team updates then. So I'll start with my vlog team. So game week points, I've got 58 points for this week, um, which is a pretty good return. I'm happy with that. So I've got David De Gea in goal. He got me eight points. Kieran Trippier got me the seven points. I've got Fabian Scher got me five. Um, Esther Pinion, very disappointing, got me a minus three. But if there's any consolation, he conceded a load of goals against my team. So I'll take that minus three from him. Bruno Fernandes, 10 points. That is the sort of return we've been wanting from Bruno Fernandes. Um, he consistently gets those plus seven ratings and it only takes him to add an assist or some sort of goal contribution and he goes and gets star man. So happy with that 10 points. Almiron, like I said, zero from him. I don't know whether I want him to score me points against Arsenal again, but if he does, I'll take it. So zero points this week, but he goes on to play Arsenal. Kevin De Bruyne are just the two points, but he has been delivering fairly good returns recently, so I'll, I'll let him do the two points. And then Erdegaard, brilliant, 15 points. He's probably been the highlight of my week. I bought him in um, in place of Luke Thomas um, on Friday, so happy with his return so far. He's on fire. We've got Rashford up front, um, so seven points for him. Hopefully he can be a bit more punctual against Bournemouth. 
um, set his alarm, get to the team meeting on time, and maybe he'll get two goals in that game. Um, and then Salah up front, three points for him. Not the best return, but again, he when he delivers, he delivers. So I think he got 20 points last week. So three points, not terrible. Um, you had Kane didn't, Kane didn't score. Uh, Mitrovic didn't score. So you had some of the other alternatives didn't really deliver either. So three points is not too bad. And then Haaland got the four points. Again, quite small for him. But there wasn't that many strikers that returned big numbers this weekend. So we'll take that for the front three. Um, so total points is up to... 1,017 points, so I broke that um, 1,000 mark, and my rank went from 26.3k down to 16.1k in this team, so quite a big jump, and I've been surprised over the last few weeks, I've had a couple good weeks, and it's surprising still at this point how much you can really gain, um, especially if you wasn't doing too well to start with like my team, so I'm fairly happy with the jump that I've made, I've still got four transfers left in this team as well, so a lot of things that I can change, Keeping an eye on that um, Estepinion position, maybe changing him. Um, see if I can maybe move things around a little bit. But yeah, I'm not, I haven't been in, in any rush to do those. And I'll probably use those on Friday to target some price changes. So the team value in this one is 57.5. And I have 0.1 in the bank still at the moment. Then on to my best team, um, which got me 53 points for the game week. And the total points for this one is up to 1,040. Um, the overall rank was at 12.5k and is now at 8.6k. So I mentioned in the last video, I kind of want to get in the top 1,000 as a as a target. So yeah, I'm, I'm getting towards it. Still a little bit of a way off, but if I can keep having some decent weeks, I think I can get there. Um, the team is pretty similar to the last one. David De Gea in goal got me 8 points. Cancelo though, I've got him in. And actually this team is identical to my vlog team. Um, Cancelo is the only difference because I have got a much big, bigger budget but it isn't paying paying off for me anyway having Cancelo there because he's completely out of favour at the moment hopefully he can get some games against Chelsea but I am starting to lose the faith now in him I'm just thinking I could just get someone like Kanji or um, Ake like I mentioned and then use the budget to build elsewhere upgrade Estepinion um, but yeah I will wait and see how I decide to use that and I'll obviously keep you posted so I've got Estepinion, Trippier, De Bruyne, Bruno Fernandes, Almiron, Odegaard, Haaland, Salah and Rashford in this team so yeah, again, 53 points. I'm fairly happy with this. Um, it's been a jump in rank. Um, but again, I've got four out of five transfers left. So I have got some room to move things around and probably upgrade that Estepinion position and downgrade Cancelo. I did have my eye on potentially moving. If I did move Cancelo out, using that money to bring Harry Kane in. But with Rashford's form at the minute and the state of Spurs at the minute, I'm pretty happy to leave that front free as it is. So yeah, happy to leave that at the moment. If you've taken anything of value from this video, um, please do give us a like on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Or if you're listening on Spotify as well, please do give us a follow on there. It helps the channel out. And we'll be back on the next episode, probably after the next round of fixtures have taken place. And then ahead of next Friday, I'll fill you in on how I'm going to be looking to use my transfers. So we'll see you on the next episode. Thank you for watching and Happy New Year. Sports Social Podcast Network.